Warning, for underage listeners, this is an adult-oriented podcast. There will be frequent references to kink, sex, crude language, and various other grotesqueries. If you're under 18 and looking for answers and upfront advice about sex, please visit scarletteen.com. Also, for the dude bro listeners out there, this is nerdy shit. Go away. Welcome to the Gotham Press Podcast. This is a verbal orgy about anything like the Grafenberg spot. The difference between Star Trek and Star Wars. The finer points of throwing a pair of floggers and just whatever the hell we find to talk about. That said, if you have a desire to learn these and many more kinktastic nergasms, stay tuned. Greedy, I want you to do the intro this time. Awesome. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back to the Gotham Press Podcast. Uh, we got Awesome and Greedy here sitting at the mics, and we have a freaking awesome guest today. Um, would you care to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, I'm Abby. Um, Abby, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm here to do an interview about kink. <gasps> an interview about kink? Yes. Oh, God help us all. This, this, is, this is a horrible decision you've made. <laughs> so... You're doing an interview with us about kink. Why are you interviewing us about kink? So I'm in a communications class, and I'm doing a speech on kink. Oh. Mm-hmm. So this is a college class? Yes, it is. All right. Oh, I'm, I'm rather glad that you're not a high school student coming to interview us about kink. That would be... <laughs> I don't think they'd let me talk about no, that. <laughs> no. I don't think we would let you in. Greedy? Yeah. Getting the college girls. All right. <laughs> You know the one thing that's really great about college girls? <laughs> What's no matter, that? No matter how old I get, they stay the same age. <laughs> Horrible joke, I know. Yeah. The undergrads. Oh. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> most most college students aren't in their 30s and 40s. Although there are those exceptions that are. And, and bravo to them for going back and furthering their education. And you go after those too, you whore. <laughs> I do, yes. <laughs> All right. But anyway, so we, yes, count it, because <laughs> I know you're going to count anyway. Oh, I'm going to. We're up to seven already. Fuck you. <laughs> so, uh, uh-huh. Abby, do you recall when, uh, when we were in your class, how I said at the end of it, the count is, and I gave a number, I yes. believe it was something like 74. Something like that. When you weren't there. Oh, when I wasn't there? When you were not there. Oh. It was something like 74, and that is mostly attributed to a couple of people that would not let other people into the conversation. Really? Yeah. See, I need to uh, listen to Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The last count was 65. 65. Wow. I still have it. Now then, Abby, real quick before we get into your actual interview of us, mm-hmm. we just wanted to put out there that if you're listening to this, thanks for finding us. If you want to share it, you can go ahead and share on anything. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We have a website. We're on FetLife. We're pretty much anywhere that you want to be. You can even listen to us on Spotify these days. I forgot about the Twitter thing. That's because you don't go on Twitter. I don't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a millennial. So you don't go well, on. You don't go on any social media. Technically, you are a millennial. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> no, no. I I'm, reject your reality and substitute my own. I don't go on Twitter either. It's okay. Um, thank you, thank you. All right. If you're going to look for us on any of those social media, though, Facebook Gotham Press Podcast, Twitter Gotham Press Pod, Fed Life the Gotham Press, 
If you're looking for us on Spotify, just search Gotham Press and you should find us. Awesome. You are a social media whore. And I love it. I know. It's kind of weird. Well, that's because you're weird. Anyway, Abby, you have some questions for us. Yes, I do. Let's jump right in. All right. The first question is, how long have you two been in the community? Awesome. You want to take this first? I've been in the community about four, going on five years. Okay. Officially. Yeah. How about unofficially? Uh, longer. <laughs> I don't remember the actual number. That is descriptive. Okay. Um, I have been in the community uh, about seven years. Um I got my introduction to it when I went to a swingers meet and greet, and I discovered that it was absolutely wrong for me. So uh, I got on to a message board, started chatting with some mentors, and they introduced me to the life of kink, and I've never turned back. Yeah, I got introduced to it by a coworker I had at the time that just asked me a question. So, how long have you been a dominant? And I just kind of looked like, a what? <laughs> Because I didn't realize I was exuding that sort of idea about myself. You know, it's kind of odd that they thought you were dominant. I, I don't, I don't see it. This is just because you're a bitch. <laughs> ah. ha, 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 ha. What's the next question? All right, the next question is: How would you define kink? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, kink. I, I think I think the best way to define it is to use the common. Uh, common definition of it. Um, according to Wikipedia, kink is an unconventional sexual practice, uh, concept, or fantasy. Um, and the, the term kink comes from bending one's sexual behaviors. Uh, it's just an easy way of saying all of that as one word. Uh, awesome. Do you, have, do you have anything to contribute to that? Um, my own personal idea of kink is basically anything that throws a kink into the accepted by the masses Mm -hmm. way of sexuality like hey you don't want to just have straight um penis and vagina laying on the laying on your back sex it's a little kinky (laughs) i suppose after long enough doing crazy uh bizarre things sexually vanilla missionary does become very kinky because you haven't experienced it in five six years (laughs) i don't think that's ever going to be kinky (laughs) i don't either i'm just i'm just trying to stretch here yeah yeah well all right the next one is how would you define fetish okay Mm -hmm. to to clarify there is a distinction between kink and fetish um fetish is a sexual attraction or arousal at something sexual or non-sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be a sexualized thing to be a fetish. It's all just a matter of interpretation, yeah. really. Actually, we have these nice handy-dandy dictionaries that we got oh, yeah. here. Mm-hmm. And for it, it says a fetish is a sexual fixation on an activity or an object. Mm-hmm. So you can fetishize something like me as a black male. We get fetish. fetish- I can use words, I can. Fetishized? We get fetishized a lot. There's fetishization of types of, set, like in porn. There's lots mm-hmm. of fetish porn. Mm-hmm. And people don't necessarily look at it as fetish porn unless it has the whips, the chains, and all that. You can fetishize large women. You can fetishize yeah. small people. You can fetishize large breasts. You can fetishize a large ass. Yeah. Usually I see it as something that you view rather than you do. I don't know if that's correct. 
I I would say yes and no. Yeah. Because there is a large amount of fetish that is done. Mm-hmm. Uh, like latex latex clothing. Okay, yeah. That is definitely done, mm-hmm. not just seen. Yes. Granted, it's done to be seen yeah. as well as not to be seen. Um, it, it's, it's... The feel of something yes. can be fair to Yeah, yeah. Sensation is a thing. It mm-hmm. is. All right. And how would you define vanilla? Greedy, I'll let you take this one. Boring. <laughs> I would define vanilla as boring. Um, Ice cream. Yeah, yes. it's it's the the best analogy is Baskin Robbins. I hope I don't get sued for copyright infringement by <laughs> using their name. They have thirty one flavors. Vanilla uh-huh. is one of those flavors. <laughs> if you only stick to vanilla, if you only stick to what society deems as normal, you're only going to ever know what society deems as normal. <laughs> Why? Why limit yourself to what? what somebody else perceives as rational because in the end we're all a little bit nuts i mean everybody in this world is there's no reason to cut yourself off from the rest of the world just because somebody thinks it's taboo yeah now i'm not saying do something that is uh illegal illegal yeah i'm not saying to do something that you feel is immoral Mm -hmm. but but why not <laughs> if you can honestly say that you wouldn't mind having it done to yourself, then by all means, have at it. If you can honestly say that it's not going to hurt anybody or anything yes. to do this, have the hell at it. Yes. But do not do something that's going to A, hurt yourself, mm-hmm. B, hurt somebody else, C, cause mass hysteria. Yes. Technically, we do things that hurt other people all yeah. the time, but it's accepted because they give consent. They want that hurt. Yeah. Informed consent is the the key here. Mm-hmm. You have to have consent to have kink. If you don't have consent from all parties involved, it's abuse. It's not kink. Mm-hmm. This is very true. Yes. Next question. What is BDSM? So BDSM is an acronym, mm-hmm. and each part of the BDSM acronym stands for different things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Technically, there's three parts to it. Right. There's there, a BD. Yeah, bondage and discipline. Mm-hmm. There's DS. Domination and submission. And there's SM. Mm-hmm. Sadism and masochism. Yes. And there's there's different parts to each of those. It's, again, it's all open to interpretation. It's all how you feel it fits into your life. Mm-hmm. I personally see BDSM as a way to enrich my relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not a binding. It's not something that I absolutely have to do. But I do very much enjoy it. You know, it, it brings me and my mistress closer together. Yes. How long have you and your mistress been together? Almost the entire time I've been in the lifestyle. So she brought you in and she never let you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a wonderful ride. So is she jacked to your... I don't remember the girl's name in that movie. Jill? No. Titanic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Huh? Rose? Rose. Rose, that's yeah. the one. Thank you. Wow. So, you, so your Rose to her jack? She's never. Uh, she'll never let go. <laughs> I think it's the other way around. Yeah. Rose was the one that said, "I'll never let go." You're saying, "I don't know." Yeah. Isn't uh, it so long since I've seen Animal Something like that. I yeah. never watched the second half. I, <laughs> That's I the fun part. It, I watched it one time all the way through. Yeah. I was in high school yeah. when I did that. And then every other time, it's just the second half because that's the good part. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, the ship sinks. 
<laughs> this this is uh, we're getting off on a tangent. This yeah, is not this, something we need to be discussing. This, this is what happens with this podcast. <laughs> I blame you. That's okay. All right. So next question. All right. So I've heard other people say that you've always kind of known that you're kinky, even at a young age, um, but like not in a sexual way. Always like you're younger, you don't understand that it's sexual, but then it turns sexual when you're older. Um, would you agree with this? Um, if so, explain. And if so, like, what age did you realize you were liked king? Mm. I would say I have to disagree. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that I was different until I was uh, in my late teen years. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that there was difference, that there was normal and abnormal until then. Really, I didn't understand that there was sexual identity beyond gay or straight and that's where I had the biggest issue that's where I had the biggest issue fully identifying as a kinkster yes. as a fetishist as anything like that because mm -hmm. again I, I didn't know it was an identity yeah of course I, I didn't understand the concept behind it mm -hmm. truthfully I didn't I, I didn't even discover that I was into it until just six or seven years ago, mm -hmm. you know, when, when I first got into the lifestyle. Yes. Seven years ago. Until that point, it was always something I saw in the movies. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't something that is real, that people in my area would do, that yeah. anybody I know might be interested in, in the foggiest notion. Up until that point, it was all just fake Hollywood nonsense. Mm -hmm. Nobody does that kind of stuff. In real life? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but I, I discovered this group, and I got involved in it, and it turned into so much more. Mm -hmm. It's it's more more of an enrichment for yes. my life than anything else. So um, you never had any kind of, like, signs that of the certain kinks you like now when you were younger? No? No. No. Well, I, well, we'll use spanking as an example. Mm -hmm. I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, I absolutely hated it. Yes. Um, but there I, are those that do, yeah. even from a young age, like, that doesn't hurt, that feels good, and then they start to get in trouble because they want yeah. that. Yeah, that was not me. Again, not sexualized, just... Yeah, it's not sexualized at all. They just know, they're like, huh, I'd like that for some reason. Yes. Looking back, there there were a couple of things that probably should have pointed it out to yeah. me, but I was oblivious. Yes, of course. I used to race bikes, Yeah. and anytime I crashed, that endorphin rush... Oh my God, that was the biggest high. I, I, I'd never tried any, any drugs when I was a kid, but getting the endorphins from uh, a crash or being chased by a dog or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, having those endorphins surging through your body, it is a rush. It is absolutely thrilling. It's something I would not give up. Mm -hmm. I gave up riding my bike yes. to appease a relationship I was in. Mm -hmm. And I hated it. Yeah. I, I lost it. I lost touch with it. That's when you got into the hardcore drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Listener land, I never got onto hardcore drugs. I, I'm I, sorry, the I, I was never that fun. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> anyway, um, I didn't experience those endorphins again yes. until just, just less than a decade ago. Yeah. I found the lifestyle and I found it without having to risk being put in a hospital. Yeah. 
And it's it's glorious. It is absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, with that statement, mm-hmm. there's always a risk. Yes, always. Yeah, but it is far less inherent. This is true. And but I'm, you I'm have not, to be, be... I have to spell it out. Yeah. I'm not saying that kink is not inherently <clears throat> risky. Yeah. Because it is. It is absolutely risky. Uh, there's there's acronyms about that. Risk-aware consensual kink. RAC. Rack. Or um, what's, what's SSC? the SSC? SSC. Uh, safe, sane, consensual. Safe, sane, and consensual. There's one more. I can't remember what the other one is. Eh, neither do I, but it's, it's, it's making the point. Yeah. This is... The risk in the lifestyle is brought to the forefront of our minds because we have to understand that it is it is possible. If you're into choking, yes. there is a very real oh, risk yeah. of death with yes. that. As so, we do not allow that to go on here. Yeah. But there are those people that enjoy it. I personally do enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a little bit of uh, erotic, erotic asphyxiation mm-hmm. is fun. Yeah. It gets the endorphins running. It it gives you that buzz. At the same time, you need to follow the philosophy of the CIA. Mm-hmm. Hope for the best, plan for the worst. So yeah. if you if you are planning out for the worst possible scenario, if something like that does go down, you've already run through your mind exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. So you're far more likely to react in a positive manner mm-hmm. and keep yourself from being injured. When, when I was racing bikes, if I get in a wreck, mm-hmm. if, I'm, if I'm traveling 30, 40 miles an hour and I get into a wreck out in the woods or in the mountains, mm-hmm. I could likely kill myself. Yes. If I'm the only one riding, it is even more possible. So, again, it's, it's all about mitigating the, the possible risks. It's mm-hmm. all about knowing what's out there. What's the next question, please? Okay. You're not going to let me answer the question? Oh. That's I... really jacked up, man. Yeah, go you ahead. See, you see how he does me? He just goes on his little tangent and just flies off the handle. It's like, all right, move on. Forget uh, awesome. It is just awesome. <laughs> anyway, so as far as, you know, if I would agree that everybody knows a different age, I'll agree with Greedy. Mm-hmm. It's just whenever you happen to find out yes. about it. Uh, as far as what age I realized I was in the kink. I didn't realize it until it was pointed out to me by that coworker yeah. of, huh, let me look into this. And I actually start to research like, oh, I do like that. And I like that too. I had never, up to that point, the only thing I'd ever done is I had used a belt to tie a girlfriend up at one point. Mm-hmm. And I liked that. But no other girlfriends that I had were into that sort of thing. It's like, I don't want to be tied up. <laughs> kind of weirdo am I? <laughs> Damn, you are a rebel. Hey, this is before I knew. Before I knew. What do I do now? I host a real practice. Oh, I know. I know. What do you call that? Not a lot. Ah, uh, K-N-O-T. Yes. All right. So now we can move on. What's the next right. question, please? Can you give me an example of when kink isn't sexual or when it is, isn't is sexual, how does it cause you pleasure? Uh, greedy, I think you were just talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, one of my kinks is acts of service. And technically, that's also defined as a love language. And I think there are close correlations to uh, the love languages and our kinks. One of my one of my love languages is acts of service. When I got to wake up at the ass crack of dawn to serve my mistress coffee this morning, mm-hmm. it was it was wonderful. You know, we got to have that couple of minutes. We got to have that couple of minutes where we 
made that connection, and it was it was on a definitely non-sexual level. It was, how is your day going? What do we have to do today? What do we have to do tomorrow? Because we have an, a big event coming up, and it needs to be properly planned out and executed. What's so, the event? Um, it's the uh, the Bakersfield Tasting. Uh, I, I think this is the fifth annual. The Bakersfield uh, Kink Group holds a tasting event. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't familiar with, uh, with kink lifestyle, a tasting is where you can come and experience uh, people that are, shall we say, experts in their field of kink. Experience. That are giving a sampling of what their kink is. Mm -hmm. So we'll have single tails, we'll have needles, we'll have floggers. We'll What's have, a single tail? A single tail is a whip, a bull whip, mm -hmm. or a, a snake whip, or a... Uh, just just a various a multitude of, whip. of rip, whips. Um, we'll also have paddles, barehanded spanking, um, sensation play, fire play. Mm -hmm. There's littles. Littles. Mm -hmm. There's there's little bits of everything from the lifestyle that are going to be there. I think we've got something like uh, 27 booths this year. Mm -hmm. So you'll be able to try just about everything there is uh, within reason, of course. Mm -hmm. There are a few that we aren't going to have there just because they're inherently risky. Mm -hmm. We do not allow cannibalism there. Yeah. We do not allow bestiality there. <laughs> I've yet to meet a cannibal. Uh, there aren't many of them. They, they usually get full. <laughs> uh, they're all laid up anyway. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, um, so I, I forgot what the question was. What was the question? Acts of service. Acts of service. Yeah. Um, one of one of my non-sexual kinks is acts of service. So serving my mistress coffee, that's absolutely a kink. And it's absolutely non-sexual because coffee's hot. <laughs> and if you're trying to have a little loving while you're having your coffee, odds are somebody's going to get spilled on and that's no fun for anybody. Second degree burns are not fun. Do not include hospital visits in your kinky play. Yeah, that's, that's a definite rule. As far as me, for an example of something that isn't sexual, I personally see myself as more of a daddy dom, mm -hmm. in which case I like having time with a little. And what a little is, is an adult who either age regresses to a younger age or likes to do things that are not seen as adult things like mm -hmm. coloring, watching cartoons, things like that. And I would be more of like a facilitator, more like a father type figure in that. Mm -hmm. And that's not sexual. It can be, but it's yeah. not generally. It's more so just like, oh, look at that pretty picture. That's great, honey. You know, that sort of thing. Can you pleasure? I enjoy it. <laughs> That's all. Uh, next question, please. All right. How much trust and communication goes into a kinky relationship? A shit ton. <laughs> yeah. Kink relationships are... Communication, 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 and then more communication. The foundation of any, any good DS relationship is going to be communication. If you're not communicating with your submissive or with your dominant, you are most definitely going to have problems in that relationship. Um, kink is not only physically risky, it's emotionally risky. So you need to have a solid basis of communication mm -hmm. with whoever you're playing with. Mm -hmm. um, having, having that uh, emotional drop, that will, or can, can cause tremendous psychological damage if the person is left to their own devices. So having having open dialogue with your dominant, with your submissive, 
during or before, during, and even after play is imperative. Yeah. It kind of goes back to what we were speaking on in the panel that we did as far as communication. Mm -hmm. Like in kink, there's communication, but also what we were talking about before in the class was with Polly. You and I are both in polyamorous relationships. Mm -hmm. That is communication on top of communication on top of, and that is even before the kink communication, which is more communication. Mm -hmm. Because it's not just, hey, we need to communicate about our relationship. We also need to communicate about the scene that we're doing, the type of play that we're doing, mm -hmm. what I like, what you like, what I'm willing to do, what you want to do, things like that. Yes. To, to build off of what Austin just said, it isn't just a, a plus one mm -hmm. experience. It is exponentially more difficult. Um, when you have a relationship, it's going to be difficult to begin with. When you add in kink, it doesn't just become plus one more difficult, it becomes times itself more difficult. Then you add in, say, polyamory, mm -hmm. adding another person into that mix, well, it's times itself again. So very quickly you get to a point of what the hell did I get myself into? I am up to my neck in relationship and I've only got one. Mm -hmm. Finding that point of saturation for yourself is important to recognize. All right, what rules are there in the community? Oh, there yeah. are lots of them. Yeah. We have, we have some basic rules. Uh, no touching without consent. Yes. Um, we have... Uh, that, that includes people and toys. Mm -hmm. yes, 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 it does. Uh, do not break your toys. Mm -hmm. um, that That's is... more of a general all-around rule because if you break your toys, they're not going to come back. <laughs> and, and by toys, we're talking about people. Mm -hmm. If you permanently hurt somebody, they're likely never going to play with you. And probably the community as a whole is going to hear about you permanently hurting somebody and nobody will want to play with you. So don't break your toys. Also, along with that, there accidents do happen. Yes. That is true. That is so true. If, you, if there is an accident that, w that could not have been prevented or something outside of your control, you're not going to be exercised from the community because of something you couldn't enforce any. What was that I just heard about a little bit ago? Apparently, this was, I want to say, a year ago maybe. There was a death in another community about a mummification thing. Yeah, the person that, the person that didn't say, hey, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting constricted here. Um, they, were, they were doing a uh, cellophane wrap. Yeah, a real quick mummification is just like it sounds. You get wrapped up very tightly. It's very constricting. But a lot of people are into that because it feels... Like a, what, a hug? Yeah, it's binding yourself so that you can't move. Yeah. Right. People, some people are into that. I'm not personally, but it may not be my kink, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. We have a saying here, your kink is not my kink, and that's okay. The idea is acceptance of other people and their kinks. But uh, getting back to the issue, the person that we were talking about, mm -hmm. they did not communicate with their top yes. that they were having trouble breathing. They passed out, the top could not free them, and they wound up dying from that. The top is facing criminal charges, negligence, and uh, uh, negligent homicide. Well, no, I, th I thought that they, they were under investigation for that, but I think that went through because there was no way that they could have at that point. I, I'd have to look at the article again. Yeah, please do. But, yeah, I believe that they basically said there was consent that they knew what was happening, but there was no way that the person that was facilitating that could have 
you know, so I, and they did everything that they could. They didn't try to run and or hide anything. They freed them. They caught the police. They caught the ambulance. You know, whatever needed to happen. How'd that go again? They called the what? No, fuck you, greedy. <laughs> ambulance. Ambulance. Love you, dude. Love you. I don't think you do. I don't either. <laughs> oh, you dick. Right. All right. Can't. Uh, oh. Go. Uh, I was gonna say the other part to this question was: Do they vary from place to place? Yes. yes. Lots of lots of places have different rules on mm-hmm. things. I know that we have rules that aren't that they don't have like down in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, because L.A. has a different sort of venue. Yeah. Whereas L.A. is, hey, come pay your money, get in here and do stuff. They have to have a different set of rules to cover everything that could happen. Okay. Whereas here, we have to have people vetted first. Mm-hmm. We have to know you a, at least a little bit yeah. before we allow you to come into our community and say, hey, I want to do all the crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. We have to know that everybody that comes here is of legal age to mm-hmm. consent. Even though there's some some debate about whether or not you can consent to to BDSM, because by the court size, it is insanity to consent to self harm. Mm-hmm. By the court size, they see it as not being able to to consent to it because it is technically an illegal act. Again, there's a lot of debate on the subject, and hopefully the court will wise up to the idea that this is not all I'm going to try to bring you to the brink of death mm-hmm. and then bring you back just for my jollies. And there are those people that do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those people actually give us a bad name. Yeah. Those people are crazy. Mm-hmm. And there are people that consent to that, which, again, crazy. <laughs> but again, who defines what's crazy? Me. I define it. <laughs> If only it were that simple, awesome. <laughs> All, right. All right. Next. Um, can you give an example of an agreement that would go into a BDSM relationship? Certainly. There are lots of different examples. It all depends upon the, the two people going into it. For me, if I were in an, a full-on contract with somebody, mm-hmm. um, I may say, all right, you are not allowed to wear a certain thing around me. Mm-hmm. Or I may say that you are not allowed to do this in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually... The rules that are put into a contract of some sort, for the most part, are there to either improve the life of whoever's submitting. Mm-hmm. Like, it may be, hey, you are not allowed to go without a meal. Because I know that is a rule for certain people, like yes. couples I've met. Like, hey, this person doesn't really eat because they'll get too wrapped up in whatever they're doing. Yeah. So a rule is you have to eat your meal. Mm-hmm. You have to take care of yourself. Yes. Which a lot of times goes into you have to protect the property, mm-hmm. which in most um, MS relationship, master-slave relationships, the slave is considered the property of the master. If you're not protecting the property, you're not taking care of yourself. There are people that take contracts and agreements to extremes, writing them out, getting them notarized, you know, going the whole nine yards with them. That's not absolutely necessary, but I do believe writing out a contract, writing out expectations of what you think your relationship should be is actually a good idea. That's something that translates into vanilla life as well. Uh, There we go with vanilla again. When a vanilla couple gets married, Will you love him, honor him, comfort, keep in sickness and in health, till death do you part? That's a contract. Yes. This is, this is setting expectations for what your relationship is going to be. And if you're not willing to do that, mm-hmm. then don't agree to it. Yes. You know, change the agreement before you make it. This is negotiation 101. 
negotiation is actually a very big part of kink as well. Um, I, I gave you a, a pamphlet yes. on uh, what your kinks are, how to identify what you're into, what you're mm -hmm. curious about, and what you're repulsed by. If you go over that and compare it to your potential partner or your current partners, mm -hmm. then you can get a very good idea of what exactly you're compatible on mm -hmm. and what to avoid. Yes. And if you watch that and actually follow through with it, stick to the guidelines that you've laid down, then you're setting yourself up for a very, very fulfilling life. Also, along with that, just because there are rules and guidelines right now, doesn't mean they won't change in the future. Yeah. That is true. So it's flexible. It's very flexible depending on you and what you're... Like, there are some things that people just are not into. Like, yeah. I have a relationship I'm in right now. She is not into blood at all. It yes. will make her physically sick. But there are other things. Like, I know of a relationship. Um, she was not into anything electrical. Electrical. It made her afraid. It made her run. Mm -hmm. But they have been working through it so yes. to help her deal with that a bit better. Okay. To try it. I know who you're talking about. I know you do. They're freaking awesome people. They are. Um, regarding the, the contracts and the boundaries you set, to go along with what Austin just said, mm -hmm. this is something that my mistress and I read, revisit at least every six months, preferably every three, so that we have a good touchstone. We know exactly where the other is in our relationship. We know where... She knows where my mind is. I know where hers is. Mm -hmm. And if we keep on doing that, even as we change, as we evolve as individuals, our relationship evolves with us. We're not just trying to live with how our relationship was five years ago mm -hmm. and lying to ourselves that, oh, yeah, this is, this is still exactly what I want. No, we're having that difficult conversation and growing through it. And if listener, people listening, if you have a question about contracts, you can email Greedy at GothamPressPodcast at gmail.com. Yes, you can. Thank you for that plug, Awesome. I appreciate that. Well, I know you like plugs. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Do you know what a plug is? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just, just want to be certain. Wait. For the listeners that don't know what a plug is, Greedy. No. Let's ask our, <laughs> let's ask our guests, what is a plug? Let's make you awkward. No. <laughs> Greedy. Obviously, okay. she's not comfortable. You are. So a plug, a plug is an anal toy, and um, basically, it's shaped to go in and stay in until you physically pull it out. I was so, just talking about a wild plug, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I'm talking about kink, my friend. I'm talking about kink. Talking about kink. So, next question, please. I feel like the next two have been answered. Um, so, what? Advice would you give to somebody who wants to explore kink? Do it. Do Just it. Just do it. Do it, but... <laughs> Wait, no, we don't want copyright infringement. Do it, but take your time doing it. Because if you, if you try and burn through all the kinks that you think you might be involved in or you might be interested in... You'll burn yourself out. You're going to, you're going to have kink fade very fast. Mm -hmm. You're going to get exhausted from it, and it will very quickly lose its appeal. Did you say kink fade? Yeah. I've never heard that term. No? No. What term have you heard for that? I haven't heard a term for it. I, I just heard people like, I got tired of it. I think I may have just coined a new phrase. There you Kink go. Fade. Sweet. Greedy. Hopefully it catches on. Greedy, making up words. Kink fade. I'm going to write that down. Are you going to put that up as a fetish on Fat Life? I think that's not a fetish. I think... Uh, I think I think avoiding everything. Avoiding kink, kink fade, fade is yeah. a fetish. Yeah, avoiding kink fade. Um, 
I, I know there's a term for it. Uh, it's it, burnout. I mean, burnout. That, that's, yeah, that's that's one that I've heard. Yeah, so, that's that's something that's used in a lot of different things, and the vanilla world would understand mm-hmm. that too. Um, if you if you try and get through everything, every kink, mm-hmm. in a very short time span, you're gonna get exhausted. It's going to overwhelm you, and you're not going to want to repeat. So you need to take time and like do it Absolutely. slowly. Absolutely yes. take time. All right. Yeah, don't just try one thing. Okay, I got that off my list. Next, on to the next thing. Go through things at a reasonable pace. Mm-hmm. Hey, I found this thing that I like. I'm going to explore it a little bit before I move on to the next yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And again, take your time. Okay. Um, if you have a new partner, how soon would you tell them that you're kinky? Let's say they're not into kink. Or like they're vanilla. <laughs> you want to go with this first or me? Either way. You if, go ahead. Okay. I think if you need to say something, regardless of what that thing is, mm-hmm. when you feel like you need to say it, it's exactly when you need to say it. Yeah. The longer you wait, the more hurt that other person is going to be when you tell them, oh, by the way, I'm into this. Yeah. Because you don't know. They may be they may be hiding it as well. Who yeah. knows? Or they could be absolutely disgusted by it. And if you let it linger... It's going to cause damage down the road. Yeah. If you get it out now, hey, by the way, I'm into getting tied up. I'm into floggers. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something you may be interested in? We can find out right now. Are we even compatible? Yes. This goes back to the philosophy of date your own species. Mm-hmm. If you're a kinkster, date a kinkster. Yeah. Don't try and corrupt a vanilla. Yeah. Because it's probably going to go bad. Yeah. So, segueing from that... <laughs> Yes. Uh, I actually had an example of this earlier this year. Um, I have a very long time friend. I've known her for many years. Mm -hmm. And we decided to go ahead and try dating. Um, I knew that she was vanilla. She knew that I was kinky. But we decided, hey, we're going to try this anyway. Mm -hmm. And we lasted just a little bit over a year until it was kind of a matter of she realized that kink was a part of me that she wasn't really Mm -hmm. interested in. And instead of just kind of hanging on and trying to change me or me trying to change her, we just ended the relationship and just kind of remained friends. Yeah, I've had experiences like that. Yeah, it's a big thing. Um, As far as what Greedy was saying, a story I heard years ago, I I forget what podcast I was listening to at the time. Uh, There was a guy, he was into ABDL, which is adult baby diaper lover. And he was trying to, he got engaged to a vanilla and was going to marry this woman and realized when she left for about a month to go visit her family, that that was something that he couldn't take out of his life. Yeah. So when she came back, he waited a couple days and kind of sprung it on her by saying, wait, honey, I have something to show you. Going into the bathroom, changing into his diaper and onesie. And came out, and then she ran into the closet, screaming, like, what is wrong with you? I don't feel like that's the right way to go about it. <laughs> it was not. No. I, I usually, when I, let's say I have a partner, um, and almost always they're vanilla. Um, and You'll get better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but usually, like, after the first sexual experience, the second, I'll usually tell them what I'm interested in so that they know and it doesn't scare them away. What I would say on that is, even prior to the first sexual yeah. experience, bring it up. 
yeah. say, hey, I kind of like, like if you see it going that way. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you know, once you see it going that way, mm-hmm. that's the right time to actually bring that yeah, up. Yeah, I usually do. Mm-hmm. A good rule of thumb is if it feels important, yeah. that's when you should say it. Yeah. So, yeah. What's the next question? Um, I think that was the last one. That was the last official yeah. question. That was the last Anything official Anything that you, that's come to mind for you? Um, not particularly. Okay. Well, can I turn the tides on you? Yeah. What made you get into kink? Um. Well, are I, you into kink? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that's the first question is, are you into kink? Cause, yes. Because this is for a class. We don't know if she's into it. Yeah, yeah. But the the way she's talked about her desires, her things, I think it was inferred. Yeah. Right, but you want to get it okay. explicitly said. Okay, so is it explicitly said? Are yes. Are you into kink? Yes. Okay. What got you into kink? I'm honestly not entirely sure. Um... When it goes back to, like, in your childhood, if there's anything that affected you, like, yes, there was times where I, there were certain things that I enjoyed as a child, and then I grew up, and it became sexual. Mm-hmm. Um, like, being degraded. I mean, you were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I'm interested in, and I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, that's something I'm interested in. Um, I didn't really have like a starting point of when I like truly became into it mm-hmm. um it just kind of happened okay that's kind of like what we were talking about on one of our previous episodes with Sugar's Girl oh yeah yeah as far as what did when did she get into it and she kind of expounded about how she just knew it from a young age yeah. she enjoyed serving and being of use to people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh well Awesome. Can you think of any other questions? Um, nothing specific at the moment, sadly. Yeah. Wow. We really should have put more thought into that. <laughs> you should have, yeah. <laughs> I didn't ask the question. <laughs> yes, yes, swear to me. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I swear to dog. So, <laughs> what else is there? What else is there to say? I mean... I think we've covered most of the key points of kink, uh, the lifestyle. Hmm. Oh, did we talk about toys? We really didn't. Do you want to talk about toys? I mean, that would probably help your class. Quick question. Do you know about toys? Yeah. Okay, because there are some people, like, there are many people that I talk to, like, what is that? Or, you know, I didn't know you could use that for that. Kinkables. Mm -hmm. Pervertibles. Pervertibles mm-hmm. are fun. Yes. Dollar store pervertibles are the most fun because they're cheap, <laughs> easily accessible. Easily and replaced. If you go into the dollar store, they have no fucking clue what you're buying. <laughs> or why you're buying it. <laughs> or why you're buying, yeah. You know, here's the funny thing. I'm pretty sure there's at least one teller at a dollar store that sees out like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you walk out with uh, rope, clothespins, candles... All, all spoons. of those spoons, definitely spoons. All of those you Ooh, clothespins. What about clothespins? Clothespins. Have you ever experienced clothespins? Yeah. Have you ever made a zipper? No. Do you know what a zipper is? No. Well okay. I might. So the concept is lay a clothespin on somebody's skin mm-hmm. with a cord running oh. underneath it, then another one, then another one, then mm-hmm. another one, then okay, another yeah. one. And once they're all there, once they've been there for a couple of minutes, the skin is all tingly mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of lost feeling. Then you pull the cord and it z- rips them all off yeah. and and makes the uh, sound of a zipper. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And it is a bizarre sensation to mm-hmm. feel that. And then the, the pain and the endorphins that rush in after it happens mm-hmm. makes it all that much more bizarre and incredible. Mm-hmm. Greedy. I realized something we didn't talk about. What? Aftercare. Oh, oh yes. yeah. How could we forget that? That's an important thing. It a is. very important I know, thing. I was going to so, bring it up after when talking about the agreements and like, um, I don't know, there was another question there. I was going to ask about it, but... <laughs> Okay, so since you brought it up, awesome. What is aftercare? Uh, aftercare is after you're seen, after you've mm-hmm. done the whole endorphin rush and you've got them feeling nice and floaty. They may be in subspace, they may not be. Um, that's when you pull them down off of whatever you have them on, cross, spanking bench, you know, or have them stand up from kneeling, whatever. And you bring them close. You just kind of cuddle them, blankets, whatever. A lot of submissives have their own aftercare mm-hmm. kit. Mm-hmm. If you ever find a submissive that doesn't, suggest that they do. Mm-hmm. Because they know what they want. Yes. Have that aftercare so, kit. Hmm? Go ahead. I've heard that some people don't want any, like, aftercare. They don't, they just want to be left alone. And that's very true. Yes. There are those people. There are some people that it's like, you know what? That was a great experience. I don't need aftercare. Yes. And that's okay. Like, for me personally, I enjoy the aftercare mm-hmm. portion. Aftercare is not just necessarily for the submissive. Yeah. It can be for the dominant as well. Like, hey... I just put all this energy into mm-hmm. you. You know, help me get some of that back. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it brings you back down. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to note that aftercare goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Did uh, I just say I, that? Did you? In a way. Yeah. Forgive me. I, I wasn't really paying attention. <laughs> that's, I suppose that's normal. That yeah. happens a lot on this podcast. You don't pay attention. I wasn't paying attention to you. Anyway. Yeah, if you did say it, cool. If not, well, now you're bringing it back again. Let's go. Aftercare does go both ways. Uh, Take care of your dominant. Yeah. Because as much of a rush as it is for a submissive to get into subspace, which is what we call that that endorphin Mm -hmm. rush, and as much as aftercare is needed for coming down from that rush, dominants get that too. Oh, really? You just made me think of something. So, what's the opposite of subspace? Uh, crash. Sub drop. Sub drop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah, sub sub drop and crash are two common terms for it. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, it's, it's when you have the withdrawals from yes. the endorphins. And you don't necessarily have to be in a DS relationship to experience that. Like I was saying, if you're, if you're an adrenaline junkie and you get that that huge rush, that huge hit that gets you just tripping balls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If you get that big rush, that surge, it is a natural high. It is a natural drug that your body produces. Uh, serotonin, uh, norepinephrine. Uh, you know more than I do. <laughs> all, all the chemicals your body produces, they're not meant to be consumed in that big of a dose. Mm-hmm. So when you get it, your body has withdrawals after you stop producing it. Mm-hmm. Coming off of it can be painful in a physical and emotional sense. Yes. So when we talk about sub-drop, we're talking about that, that withdrawal that they're going through. Yes. It's very important for a top, a dominant, to talk it out with their sub, mm-hmm. to connect check in hey how are you doing what are you feeling have you eaten today Mm -hmm. all the things that you think that you take for granted 
as common, as things you should automatically do, don't necessarily register when you're having that withdrawal. So checking in with your toy, checking in with your sub, this is something you need to do, especially after you've had an intense scene. Oh, that made me think of something else. After having an intense scene, where we were talking about aftercare, yes. for those that don't do aftercare, uh-huh. like there are some doms that, dom asses, <laughs> that don't feel that they need to do aftercare yes. for their sub. That can be detrimental sometimes. Yeah. I remember a specific example I was told about where somebody played, did a very hardcore scene, mm-hmm. and the dominant walked off. And the submissive was look, looked fine mm-hmm. for all appearances, but then left and wandered the streets for a couple of hours until she actually came down and realized, like, where the fuck am I at? Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's a very scary thing when you, when you wake up and you're in an unfamiliar yeah. area. You don't have somebody... That cares about you, with you, and you're you're just absolutely lost. And not wake up as in fell asleep and woke up. Wake up as in it comes down and you yeah. realize like what the fuck. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because you can have you can have periods in that that coming down that just go completely blank from your mind. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's almost like being blackout drunk. Mm-hmm. You have so much endorphins surging through your body that it doesn't all register and stick in your mind. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be very scary. Yeah. Anything else you think we should touch on? <laughs> that was a pun. And Greedy finds that he's quite punny. Mm-hmm. He's really not. <laughs> um, yes, I am. <sighs> Who told you that, Greedy? My mistress did. <laughs> Well, not everybody knows everything. And then she told me that uh, jokes should be funny and that I shouldn't have to explain them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, I, so um, I think we've covered... Oh, we never got to toys. <laughs> wow. We talked about it. But... We talked about talking about toys. <laughs> right. Let's talk about toys. Okay. So... You, you talked about the zipper. Yeah. Okay. I, I'd like a little background. What toys in kink do you know about? Um... Can you can you list any off, or what have you used yourself? I haven't used anything. Okay. No. Anything that you've seen that you may be interested in? Like ropes. Okay, so rope. Um, plugs. I'm not really sure. I think uh, like we were talking about clothespins, but mm-hmm. instead of like clothespins, like I just want like actual nipple clamps because. Are you talking clover clamps or alligator clips? There are I'm lots of sure. different types. There's different types. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Um, but we, I'm not sure. We should know. do an episode about that. Just all the toys. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll make that next episode. No, next episode is going to be with uh, the master and slave. That's right. That's right. Because our our signals got crossed. Yeah. Uh, so preview for next episode, we're going to have the local local uh, master slave title uh, holders title holders that are for the southwest region. Mm-hmm. So yeah. They, they live in Bakersfield. Yay for us. And they are freaking awesome. That they are. So toys in the, so toys in the near future. Mm-hmm. Titles, title holders next. What else we got? <laughs> well, we, we just act, asked her about toys that she knows about. Yeah. And she gave us a couple. Yeah. Uh, let's... There, I'm sure there's more I know about. I just not coming to my mind. Okay. Or I don't know what they're called. Right. Well, and that can yes. happen. Uh, let's go with... Floggers. That's probably mm-hmm. the most basic toy there okay. is. In yeah, the I know what style. that is. You know what floggers yes. are? Te- you, uh, Technically, your hand is the most basic yeah. toy. 
Okay. <laughs> the human body can be a kink implement in itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, all parts of the human body. It's right. just a matter of what you fetishize. But, barring that, floggers, canes, knives, those yeah. those can definitely be erotic. Yeah. Uh, rope, for sure. Knives are a rack thing. You have to do ri- that's risk aware. Risk aware, consensual yes. kink. Same with needles. Yes. yes. Wax. Mm-hmm. Fire. Mm-hmm. That's one of my kinks. I, I enjoy being lit on fire. I enjoy lighting people on fire. I enjoy, I've never heard of that one before. Uh, fire play? Oh, fire no, play. No, I've never heard of fire play before. You, no. need to, you need to travel down the rabbit hole with that one. <laughs> look it up. Look it up. You'll before you leave, I have a video to show you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I lit him on fire. Oh, no. I wasn't even talking about that one. Oh. Um, which one were you talking This about? is before I moved out here. Um friend of mine, he did the fire twirling, did a fire hug Yeah. on a couple of my friends. Okay. So, I'll show you that. But, anyway, continue greeting. Um, how about sensation play? Sensation mm-hmm. is where you, you blindfold and okay. muffle your hearing yeah. so that you're, you're kind of in your own world. Yeah. And then somebody runs uh, various. various implements over you, be it things like feathers uh-huh. or nails. nails or knives or leather or mm-hmm. just whatever to give you sensations that you're forced to recognize. Yeah. Oh, real quick, I just thought about something. Yeah. The level of do not compare your level of kink to somebody else's level no. of kink. That is that is one of the worst possible things to do. Like we I've seen that a lot of time, mostly in submissives. Uh-huh. They say, Oh, they can take that super heavy toy. I can do that too. I can do it better. Uh-huh. But they can't because their body's not ready for it. Yeah. Or they may just may not be into that. Mm-hmm. And it's not a competition. Yes. No. Your level of kink is your level of kink. Um, there are people that, like I said, have those super heavy toys they enjoy. There are people that come in that all they want is just a light spanking, like a quick tap, tap, tap. And that is amazing for them. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to shame that because guess what? Not a competition. Yeah. So a little personal experience. I am, I am big into heavy impact. Mm-hmm. I enjoy very thuddy, very, very hard-hitting things. I love it when my mistress punches me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the greatest feelings I can, I can experience. Yes. I'm not so much into stingy stuff. Yeah. So if she takes a dragon tongue to me, mm-hmm. that probably doesn't mean anything to you, does it? A dragon tongue? Oh, a dragon tail. Well, there's a dragon tail and a dragon tongue. Okay. It's two different, two different toys. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll talk we'll about that. that later. Later. But a dragon tongue is a very stingy impact. Yeah. There's not a lot of deep impact to it, yes. but it's very, very sharp on the surface. Okay. Stingy, not thuddy. Stingy, yes. not thuddy. Yeah. That's something that I'm not very much into, but mm-hmm. she enjoys giving it to me. <laughs> so it's all just a matter of, you know, figure out what the two of you like. Yes. I'll take it from her mm-hmm. because she likes giving it to me. Mm-hmm. And I know that she's going to give me, uh, (laughs) phrasing, I know that she's going to give me something that I like Mm -hmm. later on. Um, Again, it's it's just a matter of figuring out what you like, what Uh you dislike. What other toys are there? I'm trying to think what I have in my bag. (laughs) Furniture. We haven't even talked about furniture. Um, Spanking benches, crosses, uh, stocks. Uh, suspension rigs. There's yeah. all sorts of fun furniture that you can use. Um, oh, 
just a regular chair set up a little bit high for boot blacking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's boot blacking stations. There's wrestling mats. Those are fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Basically, if you can use it in everyday life, somebody has already fetishized it. Somebody has already made it a sexual thing. Almost World War Thirty Four. Yeah. The internet is for porn. <laughs> but, yeah, explore. That's that's the very best thing you can do in this lifestyle. Just have fun. Yeah. Awesome. Anything else? Have fun. <laughs> okay. Don't break your toys. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've actually gone far enough. Do you think we've covered yeah. enough? Yeah. All right. So, Ree, final thought? Don't listen to people that tell you, Ew, that's gross! <laughs> uh, final thoughts from you? I have nothing to say. Thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you for coming for... on. Yes, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate being interviewed. This is our first time being interviewed. Yeah, it's usually we're the ones doing the interview. <laughs> so this, is, this has been refreshing. It's been eye-opening. Yeah. Uh, and for me, as I said earlier, don't break your toys. Uh, go out there, be kinky, and enjoy yourself. Oh, uh, the count is 54. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fuck you, greedy. <laughs> I love me.